You're listening to the Military Homeschool Podcast. The Military Homeschool Podcast aims to equip and encourage parents by covering topics relevant to military homeschooling families. Tune in each week for tips and advice from someone who's been there as a military wife and homeschooling mom. You'll also hear inspiring stories and informative guest interviews with experienced military homeschoolers and experts in the educational field. The Military Homeschool Podcast is a broadcast of the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. Welcome to the Military Homeschool Podcast. Thank you so much for listening in. Joining me today is Jen McDonald, the author of You Are Not Alone, Encouragement for the Heart of a Military Spouse, and the host of the Mill Spouse Matters podcast. She is a passionate about strengthening and encouraging military spouses in their unique challenges they face. She was a military spouse for 30 years and is the mom of four young adults, including one son in the military. She and her now-retired Air Force husband were stationed all around the world from Europe to the Pacific and homeschooled their children for over two decades. One of her happiest roles these days is being a grandmother. See more from Jen at her site, jen-mcdonald.com, and find her on Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter, and Instagram at jenmcdonald88 and Matters. Welcome, Jen. I am so excited you could join us today. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here. So, Jen, what led you to start homeschooling? Did you start before or while your husband was serving in the Air Force? And could you tell us a little bit about your family? Oh, goodness. (laughs) Well, my husband served for 31 years in the Air Force. And so we met back in the 80s. So we've been married a very long time. And uh, we have four kids who are all grown now. So our youngest is 23 and our oldest turned 30 this year. And he's actually active duty as well. Now he's serving in the air force and currently deployed. So we have three kids that are married. We have a granddaughter. So back when we started homeschooling, it was the mid nineties and he had been in, I I met him when he first came to his first assignment in New Mexico, we met and dated and got married. And so, yes, he was currently serving and we had been stationed in Texas I don't know that I ever thought I'd be a homeschool mom. I had worked as a nurse and then I had started staying home and, you know, homeschooling was kind of this thing other people did, but where we were stationed, the neighborhood school was not great. And he was, I think like all, a lot of firstborn, very advanced and was reading. And I just thought, what is he going to do at kindergarten? You know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we had met this family. We used to see them in church. This we, they would come and sit behind us. And I think the first time they came in, I didn't even realize they were there. They had five children and we didn't even know there was kids behind us. They were just super well-behaved. It was one of those things where it really stood out to us. And we had met them a couple of years before this, gone to know them, saw just the family relationships, not just the behavior of the kids, but just the way the family related and had met some other folks who also homeschooled and thought, you know, what? why don't we just give this a try for a year and see how it goes? So that was a very long answer to your question. <laughs> oh, I think that is so neat. Well, thank you for your your service, you know, your family service, because the whole family serves. And then yeah. your son, who is now serving in the military. Yeah, yeah. It's very different when your child goes into the military. I've written a lot about this because I'm a writer. And it's just, it's such a strange feeling when your kid goes off to a deployment. You kind of go, this is not okay. And then you think. 
but we did this. So why is it not? You know what I mean? Like it's different when it's your kid. (laughs) I'm sure it's very, it's very different. And I would say back when we started homeschooling, you know, they were kind of coming out of the big unschooling movement was a big thing. And so I feel like I've seen a lot of the quote movements come and go like the classical method was really kind of taking off. And so I feel like we kind of saw all these trends come and go because we did homeschool until about four years ago, my last child graduated. So a couple of decades of really being in that world. And it's interesting to see sort of trends come and go and then come around again. And I, like I was just telling Crystal, I have been out of it for a few years. So I don't even know what the latest fad is <laughs> or the latest trend in homeschooling. Oh, but you have so much information and advice and wisdom that you can pass on to our <laughs> audience. I'm so excited. Well, kind of an impromptu, uh, impromptu question, though. Do you feel that homeschooling has helped your son as he's gone on to serve in the Air Force? I do, because he was a very independent learner. He was, you know, he was the guinea pig, of course, <laughs> for everything. And very social when he was young. And so we did a lot of things to try to make sure he was connected and meeting people. And it wasn't just him and me. And then the funny thing is, as he got older, there were opportunities. He did dual enrollment and all kinds of things like that. But when we were stationed in Germany, I asked him, do you want to go to the school here on base or go part-time? And he said, no, I, he played baseball, but he just wasn't interested because he'd gotten so used to managing his own time. And having his free time when he wanted it. And it struck me at that age, oh, wow, this really has become his norm and his way of life. So all that to say, he did go on to college and I wouldn't say he thought it was easy, but some of the things that freaked out other students didn't necessarily him because he was very used to being handed a syllabus and being told, you know, being in charge of his own study time and, and having to be responsible for himself. So I think he just kind of grew naturally into it. He did surprise us by going into the military. It was not something I foresaw. He, in his early twenties, he decided to get married and had changed his college major multiple times (laughs) and, and and knew just decided he wanted to serve and all of a sudden was talking to a recruiter and, you know, he had had some issues with all the moves, you know, middle school years and high school years. So to see him kind of, decided to take the same path as his dad did was very surprising, but also gratifying because I think it was something very familiar to him as well. It was, that was a known quantity. Like that was his hometown. That was his identity in a lot of ways. And he was coming to that age where they lose their ID card and aren't part of it anymore. And, and made, he made the decision to, to serve as well. Well, I am curious, what was a typical day of homeschooling for your family? What did it look like and did it change through the years? It definitely changed. You know, there's a big difference between when all your kids are little. So we had four kids in seven years because we're insane. <laughs> a lot of people, that, that those were the years where you'd be out in the store and people would say, oh, wow, you have your hands full and you'd go, obviously, but you know, they were very busy years. I called them the blurry years. There's, there was a lot of napping involved. And when they were young, we definitely tried to do studies together as much as possible, sort of unit study based. And I stumbled upon a curriculum called five in a row. And later on in my work, I worked for a major homeschooling magazine as an editor. I got to meet Steve Lambert, who he and his wife wrote that. And it was really about relationships, 
really good literature, talking, hands-on learning. And I'm so thankful of that. And it is a Christian-based curriculum, but I think anybody can use it. it. You don't have to use those parts of it. Um, but it was one of those things where I, I'm so thankful that we found that because it really changed the trajectory of the way probably I would have done it. And so we incorporated really good literature and then, you know, everybody had their math program or whatever their specific grade level program was. And I feel like I mentioned, we saw a lot of the trends come and go and the classical method was really up and coming. And so we kind of incorporated memory work and then the hands-on you know, free range learning, being outside a lot. And so our school day was very short, especially because I had two pretty complicated pregnancies with our last two. And so my boys were five and seven or so. And so we would be done with quote school by midday and then everybody could rest. Everybody could play. And then as the kids got older, you start to see their learning styles come out. And so I had one child that was very list based. He wanted, just give me a list <laughs> so I can check it off and and know what I'm done for the day. And then another child of mine was very, very hands-on, wanted me to read with him to him. And so all, all four of our children I've seen over the years, their learning styles were very different. And so we did things together. And then we did a lot of co-ops, a lot of um, extra stuff, you know, a lot, a lot of years where you kind of joke that it's more car schooling than really being at home because you're going to all these activities. Mm -hmm. And it just, our biggest thing was, and my husband made this comment to me, and I've mentioned it before when I've talked about this, when our kids were kind of, the older ones were kind of getting to middle school age and we would take every year and try to decide what were we going to do that year. And he always said, we're not homeschooling to close doors for them. We're homeschooling to open doors for them. So that really informed a lot of my decisions. For instance, if there was like a class or something I would just think of it in that term versus, oh, it's taking me them away from me, or this is it doesn't work for my time or, or whatever. It was more, is this a good thing for this child? So catering to their learning styles as much as possible. And also realizing as the parent, I have a teaching style. And I think that's something not talked about often enough. We we're so worried about the kid's learning style, but if, if it's not something that's going to work long-term for you as the teaching parent, it's, it's just going to be really difficult. So kind of meshing all of that every year looked different. We were in charter schools because we were stationed all over the world. We moved so often. So we were on in a charter school where they went one day a week and then did the rest at home. My oldest son did independent learning so he could play baseball in California. So it just depended on what state, and what country we lived in to really try to make that year, what would work for them for that location, while also this overarching view of family togetherness, really good literature, hands-on, you know, history-based learning. So it's really, I can't even really call it a method. It just turned out to be the McDonald family way of doing homeschooling, I guess. Oh, I love that too. And that, you know, that is the neat thing I feel about homeschooling is that it can be what we all, our whole family needs it to be. We can work around our husband's schedules. We can work mm -hmm. around our personal teaching style, our children's learning styles. It, it's not a one-size-fit-all. One thing I've learned being in the military is that we go through seasons and yes. to accept that. You know, there's seasons of PCSing and seasons of deployment and seasons of TDYs and Seasons mm -hmm. where we have more opportunities than others to do different things. So to embrace that, you know, yes. we were homeschooling during uh, two adoptions and 
the great thing is, is my older daughters got to be with our family during those adoptions and, yes. and bond with them. So all that to say that I love that you recognize that <laughs> it, it's each season's different. And it's okay. We don't have to keep up with the Joneses. You know, we don't have to be that Pinterest mom because I would be a huge Pinterest failure. You know, (laughs) God gave us the children that he gave us and he gave our children us as a mother. So he knew what he was doing when he put us all together as a family. And Mm -hmm. so we can just embrace that. Yes. It's so important because I think one of the things you touched on, what if you have a bat? a bad year. And I, that was something that happened to us a couple of times because it wasn't even like we just had one thing happen. It could be, we had a deployment and a move in the same year, or there was one time when my husband was deployed and I had gotten very ill that winter, you just, things happen. And so you can't even look at it as we had a bad day or we had a bad week, or it was a a challenging month. Sometimes there's a whole school year where it's like that. And if you have the long-term view, then you can see that it all will fit in together and it will work out. And that's not to say, let your child's education suffer or let, let it keep going on and not seek help. That's not what I mean at all, but it's giving yourself a little bit of grace that maybe you're not going to be able to do all the fun things for a few months. You're say you're adopting a baby or you just had a baby or you're going through some other challenge, but just keeping that long-term view of why you're doing it. And these things really meld you as a family. They really bring you together. Our children learn through everything. They don't have to Mm -hmm. be sitting in front of curriculum in order to be learning. They learn through those life situations and how we're dealing with a PCS or deployment. And they can learn to manage that and handle that as well. Mm -hmm. And um, they learn how to function as a family instead of being sent off to school somewhere and then coming home and, and we're just going to bed, you know, getting dinner and going to bed. So children yeah, yeah. learn through all these situations, not just in front of a, a book or a computer screen. So yes. And talking about special situations, how did your family handle homeschooling during things like PCSing or deployment or even illness? Well, I think this is where flexibility is so helpful. So one instance was my kids were little and I was on bed rest for three months with our youngest while I was pregnant with her. And so you look at that and you go, well, obviously you're not going to keep homeschooling through that. Well, we did. (laughs) And we just had a little system and it was, it was again, taking that long-term view. This was just for a couple of months. And I've asked my kids about this. They don't remember it at all. You think it's something that's going to scar your kid. You, You know, my oldest was seven, I believe. And so we'd get up, there were the three other kids. So they were six, four and two ish. Our youngest wasn't quite completely potty trained, change her diaper, get our boys going with whatever I'd come out, lay on the couch and I could sit there and mark things and read to them. I just was, I had to be flat pretty much all day and he'd come home at lunch. Thank God he was home during that time because if he'd been deployed, I I, I don't know what I would have done. Something else would have worked out, but he'd come home at lunch, get them all set up with the next thing. I had a neighbor that would come check on us and sometimes take the kids And she had a daycare in her home. So a couple mornings a week, the kids would go over there to be with other kids. And then he'd come home in the afternoon and pick it back up. And so we just made that work. And then, you know, with PCS, well, I should say too, with illness, that was, I had some ongoing illnesses when they were older and you, you just, 
you just, sometimes you don't start until later in the day because you can, you, if you need to rest, if you need everybody to lay down and rest after lunch, or you need to take a break, you have that capability. If you, you don't have to keep school hours where it's like the exact time as school would. As far as PCS went, I felt like it was one of the benefits of homeschooling was because their, their education was the only thing that stayed constant. And so if they were older, maybe doing some online courses that they could bring with them, I would mail books ahead of time to like the, the PO box that you get, you know, for forwarding your mail, which they always were thrilled that I did that. (laughs) And everybody would like put their math book in their suitcase or something like that. And then as far as deployment, the nice thing about that was too, especially for those long deployments where they have R&R, we could take the time off when my husband came out for those two weeks. Whereas I just feel like if they'd been in school and had to stick to a schedule, a quote schedule, they would have missed so much time with him that they really did have because of homeschooling, whether he was deployed or home, if he could come home at lunch, they were there, you know, a lunchtime might look like he was playing poker with one kid, chess with another and jumping on the trampoline. And I just, not all at the same time, obviously, (laughs) but he had that input and time with our kids that just would not have been there had they been in, in a traditional schooling situation. So I am forever thankful for that, that we chose to do that. And it was not a benefit I could have foreseen ahead of time. It was one of those things as you grow into it and becomes your lifestyle, I started to realize this is why I feel like God had us do this because we had no idea what the coming years are going to look like, but he did. And so this was why this is the choice we made. That's amazing. You're so right. And as a military family, then what would you say the biggest benefit of homeschooling was for your family? I think the togetherness and the shared memories, the flexibility I already talked about that, that became a huge thing. Whereas if you, you know, you can pick up and move, we didn't have to not take assignments because it came in January to Guam. We could, we could go and we didn't have to worry about what was the school system on the other end. We just knew we already have what we're doing and that's what we're going to keep doing. So I think that was the huge thing. Again, I couldn't have foreseen or known that that would be a reason we kept homeschooling. And it really was, it wasn't the reason we started and we didn't understand it until we got into the military homeschooling lifestyle over several years and starting to see this consistency with their education. And the other thing which I've seen friends go through is credits and and having to retake classes going school to school because their kid keeps changing schools or you're, you just did state history in Florida and now you're moving to Missouri and you have to take state history again. And your, your child is having these things repeated and not getting say like American history because of the school they've changed to. And so that was just I was really grateful that that was not something that I had to worry about. I mean, we moved 13 times. So over the years, I just think, I just don't know what that would have done to my kids, not just the education, but having to go be, they were the new kid already at sports, things like that. But having to change schools that often, especially one of my children, I know it would not have been a good thing for her. It would have been very difficult. So I look at that too. And I just think I'm really glad that with the other challenges we already had with military life, that wasn't also part of it. Oh, right. That is so true. And and each school, school system is so different in their academic yeah. standards. And that was something that we quickly learned was a benefit that we didn't realize until right. after we were in the thick of it. So, yeah. well, with that, then, what would you say your biggest struggle with homeschooling while your husband served in the military? I was thinking about this and... 
I, I think for myself, I overthink things. So this would be advice I would give every year. I would question my decisions and think about what's the right thing for, you know, I have four kids, what's the right thing for them and overthinking it and over questioning it and just making a decision and, and stop <laughs> just like reassessing what, what should we do for math? What should we do for spelling? What about this new program? What, and just having to stop that little hamster wheel. And I don't know if that has anything to do with military life. I think maybe it was more pronounced because especially if we'd moved to somewhere new, you just want everything to be okay for your kid. Right. Mm -hmm. So that, that would be one thing. The other part would be when he was deployed or gone, kind of not really having that break. And so that's where I'd say, seek out mentors, seek out other people that you have that built-in community because you are going to need that support. You don't necessarily have that other parent coming home regularly to help give you a breather. So you have to build that in for yourself. So that was a thing I had to learn because I would push myself until I got sick. I mean, I just would, I would not ask for help. I'm like, nope, I got this. I'm independent. And I would wait too long to get help. The, uh, the only really issue we had with homeschooling as far as legal went was when we were in North Dakota, the school district kept contacting us there. This is a, mm, probably about 15 years ago. And they, they wanted me to have a teacher come and sit in my house once a week. <laughs> and I don't even know how they found we were living on base and my husband had to, we, we ended up getting HSLDA involved because we felt like we were being harassed by the district. And I don't really understand what the deal was because the whole state law there at the time was, if you had a college degree, you could just register to homeschool and you could just do their testing. And so the funny thing is HSLDA reached out to them. It all stopped because they had been sending letters. They sent letters to my husband's chain of command. It was the craziest thing. And so if we hadn't been in HSLDA, I think I would have felt very intimidated. Um, and so they had a teacher come out and do some testing with our oldest son. And he, <laughs> he thought it was the easiest thing. And he asked me if he could do it every day because it was so easy. <laughs> And, and she ended up, she was super sweet. I felt bad because she was kind of in the middle of this whole thing, was very impressed with him, but it was just a kind of a weird thing. Again, this was, this was early 2000. So I don't think it's like this anymore, but that was the only time I thought, oh, all these stories I've heard of them coming after homeschooling schoolers and sending out child services. And, and it was just, I think I had registered with, with the state as a new homeschooler and it somehow put us on their radar and it all worked out and I will give big kudos forever to HSLDA. That was at a time when it was, it was hard for us on a budget to afford that membership. And it wasn't even expensive, but it was one of those things like, well, I could use this for something else, but I was very, very thankful that we had them to back us up and kind of go, Oh, you're way overstepping. You need to back off from this military family. So that's kind that's of really true. the only, you know, real issue we ever had legally, but Otherwise, it was just pacing myself and, and getting help and asking for help. <laughs> well, knowing all that, would you still choose to homeschool if you had it to do all over again today? We would. And we've asked our kids. We only have one grandchild and they have homeschooled her. And now she's going to a little preschool. But we've asked them, you know, it's kind of interesting as your kids get older, you, you don't cringe, but you ask them what did you think? What did we do wrong? What could we have done better? And they've all been very positive about their homeschooling, have all gone on to college, have all gone on to careers. And not that that's the measure of success, but I think um, just knowing that they enjoyed it and they understood 
what was given up for them, what was sacrificed for them and, and can recognize that. That's very gratifying. We had a neighbor tell one of our kids when they were in high school, he goes, well, you can't ever say your parents didn't care about you. <laughs> but yes, absolutely. We would. Cause I, we still read out loud together into high school. We have so many memories of just family read alouds and discussions and really good talks and, and fun movies that we'd watch or just things like that. So it's, it's just a part of who we are as a family. So I can't even really differentiate homeschooling from our family life. Cause it just call it kind of all intertwined. Mm-hmm. It's it's really more of a lifestyle. Oh, it does. You know, something it you that. do as a family. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I love that because I really think it fosters close family ties. Oh, definitely. And it's not something that you can even realize is going to happen until you get into it. And it wasn't a reason we started. It was really more for, we didn't want our son to be bored. And then as the years went by, you, we saw it become part of our, what you call family culture. And it was just so unique and special. And it's not something that I would have ever thought I would do as a young woman. (laughs) So it's funny the things you end up doing for your kids, but yeah, I'm so glad we did. I I have no regrets. That's awesome. Yeah. Kids tend to change your perspective, you know, (laughs) sort of like the minivan that you swear you're never going to get. Oh yeah. (laughs) And it's like, it's so much easier to get the baby in and out of a minivan instead of a (laughs) little van. Yes. Well, before I let you go, what closing piece of advice do you have for new homeschooling moms or someone who's considering homeschooling? Well, I have a few things. Big big shock, I'm sure. (laughs) Number one, you can do this. And and I think coming out of this pandemic uh, and a lot of people doing Zoom school or getting what they think is a taste of homeschooling. I almost hesitate to say this, but it's almost like a lot of the, what we did the past couple of years with kids, putting them in front of screens was you were kind of homeschooling, but you didn't get the best parts of it because you were still tied to somebody all day. So if you, if you think that's homeschooling, it's not. So I would just say that, give it a try on your own. If you are feeling led to it and think maybe uh, it was so awful with, with the online school, with our school district, you can do this. And, t- and take one year at a time, sort of like we did. Just take one year at a time and see how it goes. I also would say, beware the quote expert. I've written, an, I actually wrote an article called Beware the Expert years ago because I think we can hear about the latest and greatest. We think that we have to do it a certain way, whatever the quote method is, or join this institute or co-op or whatever, and the certain way they do it just be really cautious of that. You can learn a lot from mentors, but don't you don't have to do something the way somebody else does it because these are your kids. And like I said, you have your own teaching style. They have their own learning style. And there's a lot more flexibility than a, some of these programs allow for. And I think that's one of the most beautiful parts of homeschooling is that flexibility to say, we're all done. We're packing up our books. We're going to go down to the beach or we're going to go down to the pool for the afternoon. And you are in charge. So, you know, your kids trust yourself, get help and fill in the gaps where you feel like maybe you don't do as well with math or whatever that is a foreign language, but believe in yourself and your kids and just give it a try. Oh, so true. And and you are the best expert on your child. You know, your child better than anyone else. And so, yes, I love that. And Jen, it has been so wonderful (laughs) chatting with you today. Thank you so much for sharing your story and your wisdom with us. Well, thank you so much for having me on. It's super fun to talk about. I've 
been out of the homeschooling world for a couple of years. So it's, it's fun to revisit those memories with all grown children. Well, I would love to have you back sometime. Oh, anytime. And friends, thank you so much for listening in. You can find links to all the resources Jen mentioned today in our show notes at militaryhomeschoolpodcast.com. And please be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss a single episode. Join me next week for another episode of the Military Homeschool Podcast. Have a blessed week. Thanks for listening in today. Be sure to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. If you liked this podcast, please take a moment to give it a five-star rating and leave a comment. Links to the resources mentioned during the show today can be found in our show notes at militaryhomeschoolpodcast.com. Connect on Facebook at Military Homeschool Podcast or via email at militaryhomeschoolpodcast at gmail.com.